Well, praise the Lord. Welcome to our Romans teaching. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson. We're in chapter 1. We'll be covering uh, beginning in verse 7 today. And I just want to, before we get started, remind you that you can watch all the teachings of this teaching on Romans or the teaching on Galatians that we're presently also in or all of our worship services are located at my YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, or you can watch them live on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page or our thecrosswaychurch.com website. And I just encourage you to avail yourself. If you jump right in today in part nine of our Romans teaching, go back to the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316, and avail yourself to the other teachings. I promise you, if you want to know the Word of God, if you want to hear and learn to walk in the truth of God's Word, this teaching today, I promise you, will light a fire in your heart and will send you back all the way to part one to catch up with where we'll be moving on into this great book of Romans. There's a lot to be said, so let's get in it. Let's ask the Lord to bless us today with the, with the truth that is in His Word, not hidden from us, but hidden for us. Praise God. Father, we thank you today for the opportunity to have your word before us that our eyes may look upon it and God, our hands may hold it, but most importantly, that we might believe your word as it is in truth that you may by your spirit effectually work your word into our hearts. Effectually, as we believe, Lord, your word that liberates us, Lord, from sin, liberates us from the dominion of sin, liberates us from the things that hinder our witness unto you in our lives. So I pray today that you would give us a greater revelation of Jesus Christ, your son, and what he means to us today and what that sacrifice really means to all of Christianity today. And we ask it all in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. As we read this letter written to the church in Rome, we will see that Paul doesn't really focus on somebody individually or a church and a pastor. He says to all that be in Rome, look at what he says, to all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So it's to all that be in Rome, and I don't know for sure, but some Bible scholars and men who've been around studying the Word of God for a lot longer than I have 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 really written that it's possible that the church in Rome were meeting in houses and, and were separated in location but in Rome and, and that this letter would be uh, distributed among them or passed one to another so they could read <coughs> excuse me, what the apostle Paul was giving them. <clears throat> Peter knew that what Paul wrote was the wisdom of God and he wrote that in his epistles. So Peter accepted that. We've accepted that what Paul wrote is the Word of God. So as long as we'll accept that and we don't throw that out and claim he didn't know what we know today, then we will be able to receive that faith that comes by hearing the Word of God and we'll find that liberty uh, that Christ died to give us. Amen? That the Word of God is the law of liberty, but the written Word of God cannot bring us the liberty unless it's in the context and points to Christ dying for our liberty. Amen. It's not what's written outside of the cross that can't work. It's got to be the Holy Spirit revealing the Word of God as it is in truth, which means as it pertains to the man who said, I am the truth, and what he did at the cross to become 
applicable truth to my life, how to applyable truth to my life so I can have salvation and all that it affords me, which is peace and grace and, and joy and strength and love and, and all the other things, a boatload of blessings that Christ afforded us at Calvary, but only through faith in that avenue can the Holy Spirit teach us the truth, apply the truth, and work the truth effectually into our lives. Powerful, powerful, powerful. We are a blessed people. <clears throat> and Paul says to all that be in Rome, beloved of God. Now this is something he's reminding him. The Lord through Paul here is reminding them, the saints in Rome, the children of God in Rome, you are beloved. God loves you. We as children of God know that. That's, that's why what we were told through the gospel. God loves you so much that even as a sinner, He offered His Son for you so that you could be saved and not only saved from your sins, but have this love placed, shed abroad in your hearts, Romans 5 and 5. God not only tells us He loves us, He showed us He loved us through the cross. And, and then if we believe it, He places that very love in our hearts so that we can love Him back and we can love all just like he does. Praise be to God. It's love the Lord Jesus taught that when they see you have love one to another, they'll know that you're my disciples. They won't know that you go to that church or that church or belong to that preacher. The love of God is, po always points people to God. It always points people to Christ. He said when you have love one to another, the world will know that you are my disciples. The focus is that we're Christ's disciples, not some preacher's disciples. We are Christ's disciples. Hallelujah. He's the focus. Amen. And think about this. You, no matter what you're struggling with today, even though the devil comes and he's the one that tells you if God really loved you, you wouldn't be going through this. That's a lie. God loves you and because you are going through that, you need to reach for his love. But the reach for his love is not something you say. It's not something you just think about. It is your faith faith from the heart being placed in the sacrifice of Christ, the only avenue by which he offers that love, that grace, even that faith. It's the only avenue by which he offers all that he offers us. Jesus Christ, <clears throat> the Bible says, loved us enough to lay his life down for us. So let's back up and get this whole thing right in the right way. God the Father loves us so much that He gave His only begotten Son for us. Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, loves us so much that He offered His own life by faith, an act of obedience in death on the cross for us because of love. And the Holy Spirit, who also is God, not a lesser person, but equal, the Holy Spirit, who is God, is here today to remind us every day, all day, on every page of the Bible that the Father and the Son loved us so much they carried out this plan. The Father had a plan. The Son came to perform that plan and he did it all by the power of the Spirit. Hebrews chapter 9 tells us that through the eternal Spirit, Christ offered his blood to be a spotless sacrifice. Everything that's been done has been by the Spirit of God. Even today, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, only will speak of that which pertains to Christ. And that means 
which pertains to that which he offered us through his death. He only delivers truth to the believer. He only delivers truth. James chapter 1 verse 18 tells us that God begat us. We're born again by the word of truth. That means the word that came in truth. Jesus said, I am the truth and what makes me the truth to you is what I did at the cross, Jesus would say. There we placed our faith and that word of truth we believed saved us. It's no different today. James calls God's word the law of liberty. But what's written on the page can't do us any good unless we see it all through the blood of Jesus Christ. You see, when we place faith in Christ, we step into the family of God because God loved us. We didn't deserve it. He brought us in. Jeremiah 31 and 3 says it's God's everlasting love that has drawn us. Ponder on that. It's that drawing. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. Well, that his being lifted up on the cross was the manifestation of God's love that Jeremiah prophesied about in chapter 31 and 3. It's God's everlasting love that has drawn us. And Jesus being lift up, lifted up on the cross is the manifestation of God's love. 1 John 4, 9 and 10. Hallelujah. You have the assurance that God loves you because He showed you through the death, the giving of His Son. He drew you with His loving kindness. He draws all all men with his loving kindness, but the bringing us, actually bringing us near, Ephesians 2.13, is through the blood. Our faith in the blood actually brings us more than near. It places us, immerses us, baptizes us into the very body of Christ by placing us into the death of Jesus, not a water tank not a water baptism, and a death baptism. Romans 6, 3 declares that. Don't you know that as many of us as have been baptized into Christ have been baptized, immersed into His death. Romans 6, 3 doesn't speak of water baptism. That happens after we've been immersed into the death of Christ, which is our salvation. We believed in the death of Christ for the atonement of our sins. What were we believing in? The root of what happened at Calvary was the love of God. That's why Paul, by the Spirit of God, can write to the church in Rome and to you and me today and say, Beloved of God, doesn't matter what you're struggling with today. It can be so heavy and so hard and so powerful and so dark, but you can still look to what Jesus did for you at Calvary and have an experience of that love. If your family's written you off and threw you out, threw you out the window, wrote you out of the family, God will write you in through your faith in the cross and His love is an everlasting. That means without end, your mistakes won't cancel it. Your mistakes, your, your, your sin, and all that you've done won't cancel God's love for you. It's always towards you. It's always drawing you. And the experience of that love is not some song I play or feeling I have or emotion I have. That won't get you the love of God. It won't get you the experience of the love of God. The only thing that exists that will allow the love of God to be experiential in our lives is when the Holy Spirit 
sheds that love abroad in your heart through your faith in what God did to give it to you, to show it to you, to offer it to you, which was the sacrifice of Christ. Know this today. You can overcome everything. The Bible says your faith is your victory. Your faith overcomes the world. But know this. It's only the faith that works by love. Galatians 5, 6. It's not just any faith and I just read something in the Bible and I claim I believe it. No. The faith of the Son of God is the life in which we now live. Paul wrote it this way, I am crucified with Christ, Galatians 2.20, yet I live, but it's not I that's living, it's Christ now that's living in me. And the life I now live, listen to this very carefully, the life I now live in this flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, here it comes, who loved me and gave himself for me, the cross. Through the avenue of the cross comes grace, comes peace, even comes the avenue by which our faith works. Jesus had to live by grace through faith. That Galatians 2.20 tells us the life we live now, we live by the faith of the Son of God that loved me and gave himself for me. And listen, Hebrews chapter 2 verse 9 tells us that Jesus by the grace of God, tasted death for all men. So it's by grace, it's by the grace and the faith Jesus experienced that allows us to have that same faith, that same grace. Without that avenue, it is not biblical faith. It is not biblical grace. God's grace is God at work. And God, 2 Corinthians 5, 19 says that God was in Christ reconciling. God was in Christ working through His Son on the cross to reconcile us by that blood that would be shed to Him, reconcile us to Him. Why? Not because we deserved it, we couldn't pay for it, but He just loved us that much. And if we'll accept the cross of Christ the bloodshed of Jesus, His death for the atonement for our sins, we not only can know God tells us He loves us, not only know that He shows us He loves us, but by faith we receive that same faith and grace that Jesus lived by, tasted death by. And that grace saves us. And that faith we believe by. And that faith is what gets us the grace of God. And that faith, Paul says, is the faith that I live by now. If that's not the faith, if it's not faith in the sacrifice, it's not biblical faith. So think about that, my friends. If faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God, then I must be hearing the Word of God in the context in which faith comes, which is the faith of the Son of God that loved me and gave Himself for me by the grace of God. Think about that. So in saying that, we can know that we're beloved of God, 
called to be saints. Saints is not some elevated place above. There are no higher. There's no hierarchy in the, in the church. There are giftings among men, but gifts do not elevate men above men. Gifts are for the body of Christ, all the body of Christ to edify and exhort and to see that the, the body of Christ is, is, is equipped and taught and, and, and coming into the unity of the faith of the Son of God where we're no longer tossed to and fro by every single wind of doctrine that blows through town. Praise God. Hallelujah. We can stand in this liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. Hallelujah. I pray that you and I are learning today to see every scripture through the blood. Every scripture through the blood so that we can see it in the context in which the Holy Spirit wrote it. The Holy Spirit will reveal it. The Holy Spirit will only impart it as it is the Word of God in truth. 1 Thessalonians 2.13 But to all that be in Rome, beloved of God, loved of God. I want you to know God loves you. That's more than a play on words. That's a reality. God loves you and God is love. And God lives inside of you. You have the love of God living in you because God the Holy Spirit who is love lives inside of you. You already have love shed abroad in your heart. God didn't just poof you with some love. The way we have love shed abroad in our hearts, Romans 5 and 5, is through our faith in the cross. When we placed faith there, God who is love moved in and God went to work to try to teach us just how much He loves us, to show us in the Word just how much He loves us and to let that love flow through us. Amen. That's good stuff. To all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints and never forget their cults and their sects of the devil who say that saints are some higher level of, of Christianity. No, that's not Christianity at all. A saint is a child of God who've accepted like, like a child by simple faith in the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Jesus, I believe you died for my sins. Father, I believe you gave your son so that I could be forgiven, justified, set free from sin, given a brand new life in Christ, and I become a saint that easy. I don't work for it. I don't grow and become more mature and one day become a saint. No, that's all unbiblical. Listen, never forget this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now, never forget, in the beginning was the Word. So everything written out there that's not the Word of God is false. Everything out there that's contrary or different from the Word of God we have. Genesis through Revelation, anything written outside of that, contrary to that, is not the Word of God. And it's a lie. Because what? We had God's Word first. Everything written after that is a lie. Everything, all these other books, these writings, the Catholics claim they got the Word of God. They're the only ones that have the authority of God. They're not, listen... They don't even read the Word of God. They don't know the Word of God. The Word of God was first. When you talk about the Muslims and, and all these people who claim they have their own writings, listen, it came after the Word of God. It's different. It's not the Word of God. Very importantly, you take a pencil right now and you write this down and you make a note of this. God's Word was here first. He started within it all the way back in the Garden of Eden and He has spoken all through the ages. 
All this other stuff that has come in is a lie. It's a lie from the devil. It only has a form of godliness, but it denies the power. Amen. Write this down, Proverbs 8 and 8. God says, all my words are in righteousness. Think about that. You need to know that. That needs to be highlighted in your Bible. You probably need to hang with that scripture. You need to stick with that scripture for a long period of time. You need to be reminded constantly that all the Bible, remember all the words of my mouth, God says, that means all the Bible, the Word of God, all the words of my mouth, everything I've ever spoken to man is in righteousness. And there is no righteousness outside of Christ. The righteousness of God is only located in Christ and imputed to man through the sacrifice. So all that God has ever spoken to man has been in righteousness through his standing, his stance on the rock, the slab, the foundation he laid from before the foundation of the world, which is the lamb, his son, slain. The Lamb of God slain from before the foundation of the world. Think about that. All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. Romans chapter 1 verse 16 and 17 tell us that the, that the righteousness of God is revealed in the gospel. And the gospel is the truth. Proverbs twelve seventeen says that when the truth is spoken, the righteousness of God is revealed. He that speaks truth shows forth the righteousness of God. Therefore, the truth is the gospel because the, the righteousness of God is only revealed in the gospel, which is the truth, which is the man, Jesus Christ, and what he did at Calvary. Hallelujah, because the gospel saves. And that's not just to get you in, to have righteousness imputed to you, my friend. Listen, the Holy Spirit will never lead you anywhere other than the path of righteousness. So for the Holy Spirit to be able to lead us in the path of righteousness so that our fruit can be fruits of righteousness and holiness, then our faith must remain in that sacrifice that allowed Him not only to save us, but to lead us in the path of righteousness. All of everything God has ever said is in the context of Christ and Him crucified. Maybe you didn't know that. God wants you to stop walking in that place of I didn't know that. Maybe you've been ignorant, which doesn't mean stupid. It means I didn't know. But today, God no longer wants you to be ignorant. He wants you to step into the reality of which his scriptures were written. James said this is the law of liberty. But reading the word of God, something said in the word of God cannot liberate you from sins it cannot liberate you from anything unless it's seen in the light of what happened at Calvary for there is no liberty without the bloodshed of Jesus. And that's not okay, I'm a Christian, now the Word of God just works and does what it... No. All my words are in righteousness. God is only and always only spoke through what He would do in His Son on the cross. Only. When Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, God rushed in and preached the message of the cross to them in type and shadow, the seed of the woman. Crush your head, devil, and you'll bruise his heel. Well, that happened one day, finally, years later, at the cross where the devil had his head crushed, his power of death taken away through the death of Jesus, and Jesus was bruised for our sins and our iniquities. 
And then God turned around and killed a lamb or two and, and clothed Adam and Eve with the skins of the animals, which represented one day when we believed in the Son of God, when he would come, we would no longer be clothed in animal skins, but we would be clothed with his righteousness revealed in who he is and what he accomplished on the cross and our faith in that. Hallelujah. What good news that is. I can't work for it. I can't pay for it. And hear me, I don't deserve it and no one does. But it's because God loves us. That's it. Nothing else. I, I can never reach the place where I deserve God's love or deserve God's salvation. He just loved me anyway. And when I accept the sacrifice for my sins, I accept God's love. I can't have God's love except through faith in the sacrifice. That's the only faith that works by love that even allows me to love God and to love others. If I just can't love others, I need to examine myself to see if I'm in the faith. That's the faith of the Son of God that loved me and gave himself for me. Praise God. We better move on. We're getting uh, about five and a half minutes left. He says, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and peace to you. Think about that. How does grace and peace get to you? Knowing today what we know about grace, that grace is not just a, a poof of something. But grace is God at work. Grace is God doing something in your life you can't do yourself that, that's a good work that needs to be done that you don't deserve. That's grace. I just spoke about how God saved you. God was in Christ. God was working in Christ through His Son to save you, reconciling sinners. 2 Corinthians 5.19 tells us that. God, by His grace, saved you. You didn't save yourself. God's grace, Titus 2, 11 through 12, tells us that God's grace teaches us. I can't teach myself. The Holy Spirit, who is God, has to teach me the truth of God's Word. So God saves, God teaches. That's all done by grace, by the grace of God. So that's God doing something. Amen. So grace to you. God wants to work in your life. But He can't do that except your faith be in the cross. He can't work in your life if your faith is not on the, in the cross. If our faith has been moved as a child of God from the cross to something I'm doing, even though it's good stuff in the Bible that I should be doing, I can't move my faith from the cross to what I'm doing. Oh, it's so subtly done. The accountability programs. Well, just phone a friend if, you, if you're, if you're uh, being tempted with sin. No, you call on Jesus. Have faith in what he did at Calvary. Amen. Hallelujah. Don't say, yeah, but. No, there's no yeah, buts. There's only one way of salvation, one way of sanctification, one way of deliverance. It's through faith in Jesus Christ because it must be the Spirit of God working in our lives. Amen. Grace and peace. Grace is God at work. And of course, peace, we only have peace. We only experience peace through the blood of Jesus. Colossians 1.20 tells us that Jesus made our peace by the blood of the cross. Think about that. Peace is offered to men through the blood of Jesus. You may be a child of God and you may be wondering where the peace of God is. You don't have it. I'm asking God to give me peace and I just don't have it. I'm in chaos. My, my mind's chaotic. My heart, I'm just, I'm just, I don't know if I'm coming or going. I need the peace of God. Look back to Calvary. 
there's the only place the peace of God is offered. You won't find it from reading a book. You won't even find it from reading the Bible unless you're reading it, studying it in the context that it was written. The Word of God was written to point to Christ for the experience of Christ through the death of Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's it. That's it. Outside of that, it's just us. There will be chaos. There will be nothing. There will be no way to get out of what we're trapped in. Even as children of God know this, that even as a child of God, He will never leave me. He'll never forsake me. But I can remove myself from grace. I can fall from grace. Galatians 1 and 6. Galatians 5, 1 through 4. You never hear that taught. But it's in the Bible. I can remove myself from him that called me under the grace of Christ. I can fall from grace if I go back and place my faith in anything other than the cross. That's where the church is today. They claim their faith is in the cross, but when they need help in an area, they go and buy a book and, or listen to some preacher tell them if you'll do these three things that are in the Bible, God will deliver you. No, God doesn't save or deliver or sanctify based on what we do, only what His Son did. The promise keepers, the word confession of the word of God, the, the, all those things, the, the walk of Emmaus, all these fads that come into the church that we'll need another new one next year because these really aren't working. They don't work. None of them have ever worked. Cain was in this boat. I'm not accepting that. I'll find another way. There is no other way to experience the Word of God being engrafted into our souls, the experience of walking in truth, loving the truth of God's Word, which is always about Jesus. We need to understand that we're beloved of God. We're the saints of God. We're the called of God. And we can have this grace and this peace every single day if our faith remains in the sacrifice of Christ. People mock the preaching of the cross. I'm talking about children of God. They think they've moved on past it. No, they haven't. They've only elevated themselves in a prideful position above it where their faith is no longer even there. If you think you've moved beyond the cross, your faith is no longer in the cross. And Jesus said to be able to follow Him, you'd have to deny yourself of what? Whatever would hinder you keeping your faith in that cross daily to be able to follow Him. God loves you. He wants you to hear the Word of God in truth, not just some man reading and telling you what he thinks. But listen, every verse, every chapter, every jot, every tittle is about Jesus. He said it, you search the scriptures in them, you think you have life, but they are they which testify of me. But you won't come to me that you might have life. Right there he explains that only through him will there come life that we can see written in the word. I pray that you've gotten something out of this. I know the Holy Spirit is trying to give you something from this teaching. And I pray that you'd share this somehow. Encourage people to tune in along with yourself every week. Go to my YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. Avail yourself to the teaching that God has given us in truth. And I guarantee God will move in your life. And the consuming fire that He is will begin to consume your heart. God bless you. I'll see you right here next week or on my YouTube channel. Be blessed.